Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 6, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now on God's grace and our faith. Everything God does for us, he does by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything we do in response to that has to be by faith. And so we are the just and, and the just shall live by faith. I've been teaching you that faith works by love. What I've been doing is giving you the same message in so many different ways that if you don't get it this way, you're going to get it this way. If you don't get it that way, you're going to get it that way. I love to teach that way. I'm giving you line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept. I like to teach by principle and example. I've given you examples. I've given you testimonies. I've given you scripture. And guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to keep building on this thing because I want you to know that faith works by love. I want you to open up your heart to the love of God. When you get convinced, when you get fully persuaded that God loves you, and that he wants to do what he wants to do in your life because he loves you, you will become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Your faith will be strong because you believe that God loves you. Open your heart and get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Uh, for those of you that wonder why I play that little video every day, I want, I want you to get those things to start through your eye gate. You got to dream God-sized dreams. You got to believe what God believes about you. Nothing is impossible for you. All those things, get that down in your heart. All right, so this is grace, God's grace, our faith, part 10. Faith works by love, part nine. And the title of today's message is meditating on God's love will fuel your faith. If you meditate on the love of God, is going to fuel your faith. You'll be able to live by faith because you know that God loves you. Let's look at our scriptures we've been looking at. John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, Galatians 5 and 6. Today, I'm going to add to it Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, and we're going to read other scriptures too. It's the word of God. Listen, let's get into the word. You ready? All right, here we go. This is what the Bible says. John 1 and 14, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and truth were not given. Grace came in the form of a person through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5 and 6, once you're in Christ, then neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, your works, you're not saved by works. You're not righteous by works. You're only righteous by faith. The only thing that matters now is faith and faith works by love. And Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 from the Passion Translation, the Bible says... And I pray, this is Paul praying. He says, listen, I pray, I'm praying for you guys. I pray that God would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with divine might and explosive power. Then constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep down on the inside of you. Well, how, how is it that I'm going to be in a place where I can constantly use my faith? Paul says, in the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life, the resting place of God's love. You got to learn how to rest in the love of God. When you get to the point where I'm resting in the fact that God loves me and I know it, that God loves me with an unconditional love, that nothing I do 
cause God to start loving me and nothing I can ever do will ever make him stop. When you get to that point, man, you're going to, you will be able to live by faith because your faith works by love. So what does this mean for you today, this Friday morning? I have four things to share with you. I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Four things. Number one, here we go. God's love is unconditional. Say unconditional. The love of God is unconditional. The Bible says in Romans 5 and 8, God proved his love for us by dying for us, by taking our place on the cross, sending his son Jesus to die for us while we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners, God, God sent his son to die for us. First John 4 and 10, the Bible says this is love. His love is so long, uh, he loved us long before we loved him, right? God loves us well before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to die for us. It pleased God to send his son to be a sacrificial offering to take away our sin. So watch this. God didn't wait for us to, to live right before he showered us with his love. God didn't wait for us to perform before he said, okay, now your performance is measuring up, so now I can love you. No, God loved us unconditionally. Despite our performance, God still loved us. Had nothing to do with our performance. God loved you before you performed. God loves you with an unconditional love. God's love is not based on your performance. God's love is unconditional. So those people that I've been teaching you against, I've been telling you, you cannot live by performance-based religion. I'm here to get you to detach, decouple, and disconnect your faith from your performance. Do not live by performance-based religion. And so the people that are religious, they struggle with what I'm saying because consciously or subconsciously, they are always looking at or meditating on the love of God towards them and they measure it based on their performance towards God. And your performance towards God will never measure up to the size of God's love. God loves you unconditionally and he wants to do things in your life that you don't deserve. And so if God only gave you what you deserve, come on, look at me, let's be honest. If you and I, if we only got from God what we deserve, we would all be men and mi women most miserable. God's love is not something that is based on our performance. And love is actually not something that God does. Love is who he is. The Bible says only two things that God is. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And God is love. In him there is no selfishness at all. Love is who God is. God loved you, and God loved you before you got here. God loved you before you performed. God loved you before your mother met your father. God's love is not based on your performance. I want you to know that God loves you with an unconditional love, and God wants you to know that he loves you. God wants you to believe the love. God wants you to believe and receive the love, because when you do, the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 18, perfect love, when I embrace the love of God, it cast out all fear. I will never be afraid of anything. I will never be afraid of failure. I will never be af afraid of my flaws. I will never be afraid of people. I will never be afraid of what God is calling me to do. Uh, I see someone on this call. I'm not going to mention his name, but, but he's called to do something. I told him that he's called to do something that, man, that is God doing something. He's been doing it for over 30 years. That's the love of God. That's where God is, is ministering and using this man to do something and impact the community. And, it, and it's not about him or his performance. When you take on the pressure to perform, man, you're going to cripple and crumble under that pressure. You got to stop and say, you know what? I open my heart to the love of God. God, half the time, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. But Father, you love me and you love me so much that you don't let my flaws, you don't, you don't allow my flaws 
to, to derail myself from my destiny. You love me despite my performance and you love me so much that you use me by your grace. You put your super on my natural and you empower me to do things that I, I'm not even good enough to do. That is the love of God. The love of God is not based on you. The love of God is not based on what you do or what you fail to do. I need you to get this down in your heart. The love of God is unconditional. He loves you, period. You got it? Number two, God's love is unsearchable. It is endless. It is an endless love. Let me read for you Ephesians chapter three, verses 17 through 19. I pray, this is Paul praying. He says, I pray that Christ will live in your hearts by faith, that, that you would be like, you know what? I have the faith that Christ lives in me. Christ lives in my heart by faith. And I pray that your life will be strong in love and that your life will be built on love. Come on now. This is my prayer for you. I pray that your life will be strong in love and that it will be built on love. Verse 18, and I pray for you and for all God's holy people to understand the greatness of God's love, like how wide it is, how long it is, how high it is, how deep it is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know, but I'm praying that you'll be able to know it. Like God's love is, is so immeasurable, but I'm still praying that you will get a revelation of it. Then the Bible says you can be filled with everything God has for you. See, you will never be filled with everything God has for you until you believe the love. You will never be filled with everything God has for you until you believe that God loves you. The Bible teaches us that God's ways are above our ways, Isaiah 55, that his thoughts are above our thoughts. And guess what? His love is above our love. And so his love is far above our love that humans, we love a lot of times based on performance. And so if somebody does something that we don't like, I don't love them no more, <laughs> right? That's human love. But God's love is not like that. God's love is endless. It is unconditional. And so he's like, I, I, I'm praying that you would get a revelation of God's love. I'm praying that the love of God would fill your heart. I'm praying that your life will be built on love, that it would be established in the love of God. Then it, it is only then that you will be, your heart will be filled with all the things that God wants to do in your life. Why? Because it's love, because he loves you. And you, you can believe that God wants to do what he wants to do in your life because you know that he loves you. It's not about you. It's all about him. See, our concept of love is limited, but God's love is, is limitless. It is unsearchable. It is unreachable. There is no earthly comparison to the love of God. God loves you with an inexhaustible, with an everlasting, with an unfailing love. I mean, think about it. I mean, that's how God loves you. God, God is way up there. This is, this, this is endless and unconditional love. Paul said, Christ's love is greater than anyone can know. But I'm still praying that you would know that love. He was like, man, God's love, when you think about it, he was like, God's love is greater than any human can, can grasp or understand. But I'm still going to pray that you believe it. I'm still going to pray that you get a revelation. of it. God's love is so amazing. Watch this. God's love is so amazing that the apostle Paul is basically saying, it takes the Holy Ghost to understand it. God's love is so amazing that, that the Apostle Paul is saying, I got to pray that you get a revelation of it. God's love is so far above our love that it takes the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation that where you could be like, man, God loves me. I mean, that's how it's, it's a spiritual thing. Like you can't even wrap your mind around it. It's bigger than your mind. You can't even wrap your, your, your intellect around it. It's bigger than your intellect. God is saying it takes the Holy Spirit the, the, actually, Romans 5 and 5 says that the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God in our hearts. It takes the Holy Spirit for us to get an understanding of God's love. And then if we do, then Paul went, says in the scripture that I just read, then when you get a revelation of it, then 
you can be filled with everything God has for you. Look at me. God is saying, hey, son, hey, daughter, I want you to be filled with everything that I have for you. And you can never open up your heart that wide until you know that it's not based on you. It's only based on him. It's God's love. You got it? Number three. I'm telling you, man, this is some good stuff. You might need to watch this video again. Just me getting ready for this thing had me fired up. Number three, your life will change forever. The day you trust and believe the love God has for you. When you believe the love, I mean, like you're hearing about the love. I'm preaching about the love. But when you believe the love, say, matter of fact, say this, put this in the chat. Say, I believe the love. You got to believe it. I'm talking about by faith. When you believe the love God has for you, it, it will change you forever. First John 4, 16 and 17. You know, I have you to, to say, 1 John 4 and 17 all the time, say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Well, let me read this to you. I'm going to read verses 16 and 17. I want you to see the context. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. This is what the Bible says. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, right? Ooh, I have this intimate experience with God's love to the point, the Bible says, that we can trust that he loves us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. Verse 17, by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression inside of us so that we may stand fearlessly on the day of judgment. We can stand before God fearlessly on the day of judgment because we know that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. I want you, let me slow down on this one. I don't know about you, but the, when I was raised in a religious environment, I never can think, I never thought day of judgment, fearless. Like I never connected those two things. But the passage says, when you meditate on the love of God and the love of God fills your heart and you believe the love, then you will be able to stand before God on the day of judgment without fear. Fearlessly stand before God on the day of judgment. Why? Because I know that as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Everything Jesus is, is who I am. Uh, his, his death was my death. His resurrection was my resurrection. I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. When, the, when, God looks at, when Satan looks at me, he sees sin. When God looks at me, he sees his son. He sees all the plans that he made for me. So I have to be able to stand before God on the day of judgment. When I was religious, mm -mm, when people said day of judgment, I was like, ooh, day of judgment, ooh, and, you know, fear, ooh, day of judgment. I don't want to stand. What am I going to do on the day of judgment? No, guess what I'm going to do now? On the day of judgment, the Bible says I'm, I'm going to trust in the love that God has for me because God is love. And I'm going to enter into, Paul said earlier, the resting place of God's love is the very source and the root of my life. So on the day of judgment, I'm going to stand before God with boldness, with confidence. Why? Because I know that God loves me with an unconditional love. I'm going to stand before God fearlessly. Why? Because I know that as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Now, I can't do that based on me. I can only do it based on grace unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. I can only do it because I know that God loves me. So now that I know that God loves me and the love of God fills my heart, I can stand before God on the day of judgment without fear, with no condemnation, no guilt, knowing that God loves me. I believe and I receive the love of God. Say this, say, I believe, say, I receive the love God has for me. Say this, say, God loves me and I know it. 
See, when you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I believe the love. I receive the love. God loves me and I know it. Then I can stand before God on the day. That's what we say it all the time. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. That's 1 John 4 and 17. Read the context. 16 and 17 together. I can stand before God on the day of judgment without, without fear, with no fear, with total confidence, with boldness. Why? Because as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Has nothing to do with me. Has everything to do with God. I can stand before him because I know that he loves me and I believe it. And I've been delivered from performance-based religion, which leads me to my last point. You ready? Number four, final point for this week. When you are free from the pressure to perform, and if you've been listening, this is part 10. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get you to detach, disconnect, decouple your faith from your performance. When you are free from the pressure to perform, you can be led by the Holy Spirit without the hindrances of guilt and shame and condemnation. I dealt with that yesterday. You want to be free from guilt and shame and condemnation. In Galatians 5 and 25, after Paul taught all this stuff about the grace of God in Galatians 5, in 5 and 25, he says in 5 uh, um, and 16, you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. In 5 and 25, he says we must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. We must live in the Holy Spirit. Now, the only way to live in the Holy Spirit is to live in love because God is love. The only You can't live in the Holy Spirit without fully embracing the grace of God, the grace that God has for you. In other, let me say it another way. A religious person is going to have a hard time living in the Holy Spirit. A religious person is too focused on rules to be focused on God's grace. A religious person won't do half, half of the time. A religious person is not going to be ready to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads them to do because they're going to feel unworthy of the assignment. A religious person is always focused on their performance. So when the Holy Spirit says, hey, do this, you're going to be like, with me? Why? Like, and, and Isabella and I had to deal with this. We had to be delivered from a poverty mindset. We had to be delivered from a performance-based mindset. We had to be delivered from low self-esteem. I mean, half the time when the Holy Spirit was talking to us early in our walk with God, we would look at each other like, why would God want to do that with us? Poor old us, little old us. I had to get past that stinking thinking. You got to be delivered from that. Now I know God wants to do what he wants to do in my life because he loves me and because he made plans for me from the foundations of the world and it has nothing to do with my performance. And so now I've freed myself from my performance or the pressure to perform. Now I'm open to the Holy Ghost and whatever he wants to do in my life. When you live your life focused on your performance, you will never feel good enough. You will never feel worthy enough. And so God calls you beyond your performance. God calls you to do things that you can't do without him. And, and unless you open up your heart to the love of God, you will never you will never embrace it because you're always going to be looking at you instead of looking at him. See, God's call is beyond you. And since God calls you beyond your performance, why are you focused so much on your performance? God called you beyond your performance. You got to get to the point where you release it. And you can enter into God's rest. The resting place of God's love will, will become the source and the root of your life. Now, let me say it another way. If you could do it without God, like let's say people that are performance-based, here's another thing that happens with religious people that, that are performance-based. They live their lives honestly as mere humans. A lot of people just live their lives as mere humans, meaning that they only attempt to do what they know they can do. And that's unfortunate because if, and, and uh, uh, once again, the person that's on this call that God has been using them for over 30 years to do different things, that person has to attest to the fact that it's God and not him. And so if you only attempt to do what 
you can do, then you're living your life as a mere human and you will never maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of you from the foundations of the world. If that's how you're going to live, if you're only going to do things that, if you're going to wait till you have the money, if you're going to wait till you have the education, if you're going to wait till you're fully prepared, if you're going to wait till every I is, is dot, dotted and every T is crossed, let me make sure. If you're going to wait till everything is perfect because you're a perfectionist and you got to wait till everything is right and you don't want to fail and you don't want, what are people going to think? And if you're going to wait and do all of that, then that's fine. You're living just like a, a mere human and, and you will only be able to accomplish a portion of what God has called you to accomplish. The life of faith is not that. The life of faith is, man, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Okay, God, you want me to be out here? I'm out here at the risk of looking foolish. God, please don't let me look foolish. Don't let me look stupid. You want me, you, you told me to say it. I said it. I said it over the mic. I said it on public. I said it on social media. Oh my God, now people heard it. What are we going to do? God, please don't let me fail. That's at the light. God will get you out there where you don't need. God will get you out there at the risk of looking foolish, but you will never start living that way until you know that 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 God loves you and that is all about him and his power. Now, if you live the other way where everything has to be right, every I has to be dotted, every T has to be crossed, I'm going to wait till everything is right. I'm going to wait because I don't want to look bad in front of people. I want to make sure that I have an excellent spirit and you know, you want to do everything and all that. Yeah, I got it. And you're a perfectionist. Cool. But you have made Jesus irrelevant. That's fine because you're not living by faith. You're living by your performance. You're, you're, you have made Jesus irrelevant. But when you open up your heart to the love of God and to the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world and that you're like, oh my God, I'm out here at the risk of looking foolish. And this is a life that is far beyond anything I ever imagined. I'm already punching above my weight. I've already exceeded every dream I had when I was a kid. Oh my God. What? And you still want more. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and you still want to use me on another level. God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it by faith. And I'm going to do it because I know you love me. And I'm going to do it because I don't have any condemnation or any guilt. I'm going to do it because I'm just going to walk this thing out by faith. I'm going to do it because my, my heart is open to whatever you want to listen and whatever you want to do. I'm good. Where, wherever you want to go, I'm good. I will do it. I fully embrace it. You will give me the words. You will perform the work. You have to raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot, cannot help myself. I don't have the money for it, but if you say it, okay, fine. You'll get me the money. I'll give it. I, I, I don't have the education for it, but fine. If you want me to go in that room, I'll go in that room. I, I, you have to give me the words. You have to perform the work. I, I don't have the qualifications, but oh my God, how is it that these people that have all all of this stuff and, and they, their education is past my education. Their experience is past my experience and they're coming to me and they're asking me what to do and they're asking me for wisdom and I'm saying stuff I never heard before and I'm saying stuff and you're giving me wisdom and downloads from another world and I'm like, oh, this is crazy and why? It's the love of God. This is the life of faith and this is how we're supposed to live. All right, let me close with this. I, I, I wanted to get to this point. Let me close with this. I, I, I need to go back to the jail. I used to go to jail all the time on Fridays and preach. I need to go back. But anyway, I used to go to jail every Friday night and preach. And, and when I was in jail on a regular basis, I would go into their cell and they would lock me up in the cell with them or either uh, a common area. And they would fill up the common area with, with inmates. And, and when I was in jail and I'm there and I'm, and I'm talking to, to men that, that are awaiting uh, their, their sentence or trial. And so these are men that their life is in limbo, right? Because they, they don't have a trial yet, or maybe some were just sentenced but they already had enough time. They don't need to go to prison. They only got a few more months and they have to stay there, whatever. So anyway, they're there. They're in jail. And, and they're dealing with the fact that they messed up. They're dealing with the fact that they made poor decisions. They're dealing with the fact that some felt like they've already wrecked their lives, derailed themselves from their destiny. And they're, they're dealing with the fact that the people on that phone, every time they call, they, they have loved ones that gave up on them, people that turned on them, people that used to believe in them, don't believe in them anymore, and all of that. And then God will send me to tell them, hey, God loves you, man. 
God will send me to tell them that God loves them, that God specializes in people the world threw away, that God specializes in people that, that, that nobody cares about or believes about. And I would, I would have them to say, open up your mouth and say, say, God loves me. And they would say it. And then I would say, open up your mouth and say, God loves me. And they would say it. And then I would say, okay, this time say, God loves me and I know it. And they would say it. And I can't tell you how many times I looked at men in orange jumpsuits and flip-flops looking at me and they would break down crying. I'm talking about grown men, tattoos, all this kind of stuff. And they would sit there weeping uncontrollably because they finally believed that God loved them. That yeah, their family, maybe they messed up. They gave up on themselves. Their family gave up on them. Nobody cares about them anymore. But I can't, God would send me to tell, say that God loves you with an unconditional love. Maybe the world gave up on you. Maybe the world turned their back on you, but God will never, he will never give up on you. He will never cave in. He will never quit. And no matter what you do, his love is unconditional. He, he loves you too much. He will never give up on the plans that he has for you. And, and they're sitting there grappling with this thing and they're grappling with the love of God. And they can never live by faith until they get to this point. They can never live by faith until they know that God loves them with an unconditional love. I'm telling you that faith works by love. You can never be the man that God called you to be, the woman that God called you to be, until you know that God loves you with an unconditional love. And when you get to that point, I'm telling you that all bets are off. There's nothing God can't do through a man, through a woman that is convinced that he loves them. When you know that God loves me and I know it, I know that God loves me. Look, I know I'm not perfect. Isabella's not perfect, but I know God loves us. And I know God loves us despite our faults and our flaws and our failures. And I know God wants to use us because God wants to use us because God is good. Not because I'm good, not because Isabella's good, but because God is a good God and he loves us. And the Bible says that even when we are faithless towards God, God is faithful towards us for he cannot deny himself. When God looks at you, let me close with this. When God looks at you, he can't deny himself. He, he, he loves you too much to deny the fact that he called you. He loves you too much to deny the fact that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And when he looks at you, even when you don't measure up, when he looks at you, even when you're on doing the wrong thing and going down the wrong road, when he looks at you, he still says to the angels, hey, that's my son. That's my, and I called them to do great things. Now he's, he's not doing it yet, but he will. She's not doing it yet, but she will. I'm going to keep working on her. I'm going to keep sending people her way. I'm, I'm going to keep talking to her by the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm going to keep waking her up in the middle of the night. I'm going to keep waking him up in the middle of the night. And, and then the message is, I love you. And, 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 they, and when they feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. When they feel, when they feel overwhelmed, when they feel stressed, when, when they feel like they want to pull their hair out, my message to them that he tells the angels, I keep telling them, I love you. And if they could ever get convinced that I love them, then they will do what I called them to do. They will attempt at the risk of looking foolish, what I've called them to do simply because I love them. Faith works by love. Man, Whew. <laughs> I knew this message was going to be good. You might need to listen to this again. All right, let's close this out with the declaration of faith. You ready? Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I know and I believe the love you have for me. You are love. I am in you. You are in me. Love lives inside of me. 
I believe and I receive the love you have for me. So I enter this day with fearless confidence. My confidence is rooted in the revelation of your love for me. I am loved by God. <laughs> I am God's beloved. I'm your favorite. I was created in your image and after your likeness. I look like my daddy. I believe what you believe about me. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I know you love me, so I enter this day determined to walk in your blessing. Not because I'm good, but because you're good. This is why I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Monday, we're going to have another one. So listen, if this message was a blessing to you, first of all, if you don't have my notes, you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Also, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I know it was. Let me Tell me how this message ministered to you. Put it in the chat. I like to read that. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Listen, if this content is a blessing to you and you want to receive additional content, Isabella and I have an area on Patreon where we're sharing private content, like really kind of opening up our heart in a way that we've never done before, stuff that's not going to show up on social media. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena and uh, have an amazing weekend. Remember, God loves you with an unconditional love. God bless you.